This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. All right, Mackie and Judd, welcome back to the TCL broadcast studios where people are... This is a hot little It's baseball, here, man. man. This is... you, you're fool with baseball. You raise mm. people, people's ire up a little bit. Um, so, yeah, so baseball is reportedly considering... Not considering. Considering's too strong. Discussing behind the scenes. Yes. Probably for the hush, sole hush. purpose of getting... Getting some feedback, right? Like, what, if we floated this out, yes. if, if you could start the ninth inning, or as some people on Twitter are suggesting, keep Miles says keep one through nine as is, and then make this an extra innings thing. If you want to expedite the process, then starting in the tenth inning, you can bring up your maybe your best hitters in the tenth inning. But the way it was posed on the Rich Eisen show is, if you're trailing in the ninth, or let's say if it's tied in the ninth, I don't know, mm-hmm. um, you could bring any hitters you want to the plate to start the inning and like basically reset your batting order. So here is, we'll get to a couple calls here on this in a, in a scoop of doogie. Matthew Schaefer emails in. So Stanton and Judge bat in the 7th or the 8th inning, and your relief pitchers have done their job and sent them down in order. And then they get to come right back up for the ninth inning? No, I'm with Judd on this one. Yes, so that's how it would work. Like, it's possible that the last two guys you face in the 8th would be Stanton and Judge, and then the first two guys you face in the ninth would be Stanton and Judge. To which I say, let's let's go to the NFL and the NBA. Wait a second. So, um, I just stopped Tom Brady, or or vice. Let's let's go this way. Um, we just scored a touchdown with ten seconds to go, or fifteen seconds to go, and now Tom Brady gets the ball back, and he can like call timeouts and stop the clock by go. Let's stop the clock by going out of bounds. Like the there's all kinds of things we do at the end of games to make it more exciting and give teams a better chance to come back with not much time left on the clock. And baseball's the only sport that doesn't. And I'm all for I'm all for baseball making as many moves as possible to attract a younger crowd. But that being said, there are certain things about the game that are different than other sports that I like. What about this? Sarah says and I like this. Judd used the word sanctity. Three words for Judd. Three point line. Get over it. Okay. Basketball, to make it more exciting, drew a line on the court and I offers understand you another that. point. I understand that. But, did but you, did you, were ag- you mad about that? Once again, but once again, the NBA is not baseball. Basketball is not baseball. They have they have the ability to be basketball has and hockey as well and football. They have the ability to make changes that I that aren't going to offend me nearly as much as baseball potentially. I'm walking a very fine line here. I'm walking you're, in. You're being a little hypocritical. I, I'm, no, I'm walking a very fine line and wanting the younger generation to enjoy the sport too. But I do not want to mess with certain areas of this game. I just don't. 
I don't. And if you do this, you would be making drastic change. A pitch clock to me does not drastically change things. It just speeds things up potentially. If you are able to go in, into the ninth inning of a game and reset to get your three best players up again who possibly ended the eighth, that is messing with the game. I mean, hockey took takes players off the ice I in hate, overtime. Uh, but, but keep in mind, the shootout from day one, I've hated uh, six five six five one six four six eight two five five. I am not playing a role, as Dave suggested. I'm all for making it more exciting. <sighs> Makes me so disappointing. I thought you were smart. I've always defended you on not being an idiot. <laughs> now I'm with Pat. All right. Uh, so Pat does think I'm an idiot, right? <laughs> Greg, you're on the show. Yeah. Hi, guys. Um, I am 54 years old. I'm a member of the Society of American Baseball Research. Nice. So Saber. Yes. I yeah. I fit the traditional uh, profile. But, Phil, you are absolutely right on this one. Baseball has been stuck in the dark ages for decades. I have two kids that are in college, and I can tell you that generation is tuning out. They go to the ballpark to drink beer, not to watch the game. In football, Tom Brady has the ball in the last possession. In basketball, it's LeBron James. In baseball, it could be Drew Butera at the plate. Yeah. <laughs> or, or Sal. Hey, he yeah, hit a couple home runs. It could have been Sal, too, you know. <laughs> But they need to change, and the average NBA fan is 37 years old. The average ML baseball fan is 53 years old. So the traditionalists need to get over it and come get over these decades of just being stuck in the mud and realize that uh, they've got a real potential problem coming down the road if they don't make these kind of changes. Like, Greg, could you imagine if you're watching a Cavs game and, hey, sorry, it's Tristan Thompson's turn to take the last shot with yeah. five seconds to go. LeBron's got to stand off to the side. Yeah. And it, it, on another note, it irritates me with the players resisting these pace of play changes. They must have their heads in the sand. It's their livelihood that's at stake here in the future. If, if they're going to lose these upcoming generations... If they don't start doing these things, all the other sports do it. Baseball's got to do it too. Yeah, see, Greg, that's your the best saber call we've card ever... has been revoked. That's Stu Thornley's call... coming to your house to get it. That's the best call we've ever received on this show, Greg. Dave's about to punch I'm, through the glass. I'm tuning you out for the rest of the hour. All right, I've defended your tortured analogies, but the Tristan Thompson and oh, come on, what's the okay? Go ahead. What's the in basketball, and like Greg said, in other sports... It's a different sport! Of course. But I'm saying I want baseball to be more exciting at the end. And if we disagree on that, that you'd rather it be less exciting at the end, then that's the point that we disagree on. It's like if, if, if the NBA said, ooh, Wolves, you're up by three with few uh, 20 seconds to go. Jimmy, uh, you're pretty good at defense. You probably have to go to the bench. Let's bring out Shabazz. That's yeah. what baseball's saying. Yeah, I know, it's stupid! Yeah. No, but that's what ba- no but, baseball is literally saying. We don't want the best players to be up at the plate with the game on the line. No, baseball is saying, saying we want to tell you who you have to play or who you get to play. But you, but you get to do that in other sports. But you love the sport. Don't you feel a certain attachment to certain things about it? I mean, this is this is drastically altering is something. It? Oh, massively. How is it? You can reset I think you're your overreacting line- a little no, bit. No, you can drastically. Re- it's drastically if you can reset your lineup. The lineup has been a sacred part of baseball forever. If you sacred. Can, See, why do it's we, a we, sacred part okay, of why do we use words like sacred because baseball in baseball? Has, baseball has some things I think that are fundamentally very important and the lineup is one of them. <laughs> Sacred it's is a, a sacred, I love, I'm a baseball guy at heart, but sacred is like, a, that's why we can't change things, because people think it's sacred. But I'm not saying you can't change anything. I'm saying that this is crossing a line that just goes too far. Let's agree on this. If your team's behind in the ninth, 
when you're at bat, you get to hit like a super juiced baseball. Any okay. pop up flies 500 feet. A bouncy ball. Yes. Get, one guy can do roids and he gets to bat every time. The whole ninth inning, roid guy gets to come up. Uh, Jeff, you're on the show. Uh, by the way, I fully expect that every that 90% of the reaction is going to be torturing me here. And that's fine. Jeff, go ahead. Well, I guess I got two points. I guess the first one, before I would even change that, I would get rid of the pitcher batting in the National League and have the DH. I mean, that'd be a start. Yep. See, Judd doesn't but, even want that. Even that is too. I do like the National League rules. The but I know people don't. I know. I know hitting, most people are DH people. The sanctity of pitchers not, hitting a buck not, twenty. This is not a DH conversation. <laughs> so okay. The other, the other argument I would have though is, well, if you say you want your best uh, hitters up. If they're up in the eighth inning, if you're a setup guy, that's he's not. They, they should make their hay then. Then you know if they're going to win, why if why can't they make their hay in the eighth inning and then the ninth inning, the bullpen's got the best pitcher pitching. So, you know, if they're going to do anything, they should just do it in the eighth inning. Why keep letting them come keep coming up and up and up? Actually, someone Jeff, thanks for the phone call. Someone just chimed in. How, uh, it was Lubomir. How about just five man lineups? <laughs> Just get rid of. Sorry, Jason Castro. We don't need you. Just you get to catch ghost and then, runners, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Pitchers hand. Up first. Pitchers hand. Uh, all right. You're out. Mark thinks I'm an idiot. Go ahead, Mark. The floor is yours. Okay, maybe idiot is an exaggeration, but I think going back to the main question we're trying to answer is how does this make the game more exciting? And I think the thing with baseball, though, even though it is a team sport just like basketball and football there's only one guy at the plate and there's a bunch of different instances of outcome and it it, it's it's a lot even though it is a team sport it kind of is not really since there's just a pitcher versus a batter and a defense is standing there still waiting for something to happen whereas football and basketball are more continuous flow sports i think you guys are just skipping right past like the argument that's been here for the past couple years is like, why don't we just put a DH in the NL? We, we should start with that rather than going to, let's change the lineup in the ninth inning. Well, I would, so back to, thank you, Mark, to your first question of how does this make the game better? I mean, Brett Gardner had more at-bats than Aaron Judge last year. I know. That's how it makes the game better, and that Aaron Judge would have the most at-bats of any player. He's the best player, and he would have the most at-bats. That would be like Matthew Dellavedova and LeBron James taking the same number of shots because, well, that's the way it's always been. No, I want LeBron James to take more shots. I want Aaron Judge to hit more often. So you, so you would really want a scenario un- under which yes. under which your best three players come up in the ninth, despite, Not the, every fact, inning. despite I mean, the fact that they were. You're making it sound like we're giving them, like we're going to put them on stilts or something. But it, it's it's 162 games, and we're talking about if you're trailing in any of those games, you can then send your best players up in the ninth inning, regardless of when they of where they were supposed to. I bat. mean, Chase Headley had almost as many at bats as Aaron Judge last. Year. I think you're. I think you're crazy, Mike. You're on the show. Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. So. Um, yeah, deep sigh. Um, so you're 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 actually saying that you think a team that's been losing for eight and a half innings should somehow get an advantage, a okay. reward for yes. being behind? Yes. Is that what you're actually sitting there and telling me, Mike? What's your favorite sport? And then let me ask you this. No, Mike. What's your favorite sport? Hold on, you'll get your time. What's your favorite sport? Uh, Okay, I guess. Um, I don't really know. Do you like know. Do you like basketball? Football. I like them both. If you so, let's go with football. How is it? No, do you honestly think that they should get rewarded for being behind? That's my question. I think every yes sport. No? Every sport. Yes. yes every, no. Do you 
think that. Mike, yes, and Mike, yes, and every other sport, every other team sport does. In basketball, the reward is so if you, you call a timeout, you get the ball at half court and you can put a so shot up. You think if LeBron James fouls out of an NBA game, he should be put back in the game to make it more exciting for you? First of all, that's 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 apples to oranges. Some of the greatest moments in baseball history have happened with the stars on the bench. This is this reminds me of that line from A Few Good Men. Should we not, or should we, or should we not follow the, the advice of the galactically stupid? This is the stupidest, most juvenile, idiotic idea I have ever heard in my life, and it stems from your fundamental dislike. Of the game of baseball, and that's whoa, dude, whoa, dude, whoa. That hold on, hold on. That is Mike. Mike, honestly, dude, you're either new to the show or you just described yourself in those last thirty seconds. Come on, dude. Do you know anything about? Do you know anything about the host that you're listening to? Yeah, he hates the game. He tries to pretend. Give Mike the floor again, Mike. No, I said fundamental dislike. You think you're constantly advocating? that it somehow should be made more exciting for you because it's all about you and what you want. That's not true. Just watch the game. They're different games. Basketball and baseball are different games. Just leave it alone. They're different games, man. Here's the funny funny thing, and we have to say goodbye to Mike because we have a million other calls. (laughs) Mike came in swinging. If if you listen to this show and you think that I have a fundamental dislike for baseball, then you either haven't been listening very long, in which case, welcome, or you're an idiot. Like, I am, I am, baseball, for people who've listened, I've been on this station for eight years, covered the Twins beat for four years. Baseball has been my passion for 32 years of my life. And what we're hearing here from Judd and partially from Dave and from some of the callers and some of the people tweeting in, words like sanctity, words like, like the to even consider a tweak to baseball is well, it's no. like we're talking about putting a nuclear wait, 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 bomb wait, wait, wait. in the middle wait, of the commissioner's not, that, office. That, that's that's not how true. you guys are treating no, it, no, and that's, that's why baseball true. can't evolve. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I have, I have, more than ever in the last few years have come around to the fact that changes need to be made, and I get that. I just don't want this change. I don't want this drastic of change. But I'm all for. I, I'm it's the not guy as who likes to as fix you're things. It. It's very. It's incredibly drastic. How is it incredibly drastic? You are taking because it's an extra thirty to fifty plate appearances per season. Probably. Nonetheless, if you are in behind, a season where you get six. Nonetheless, in a tie game or in a in a game in which your team trails and seven, eight, and nine in your lineup are due up, you now can send three, four, and five back. That's a drastic no, change. No, but like I know. Admit that, it's a drastic hold, change. Hold on. I know. We just discussed for three segments what it is. You've still yet to say why it's drastic. You're, I just told you. You're not like seven, eight. Well, be, let's take one more on seven, this. Seven, eight, nine. I can get out three, four, and five. It's a lot tougher. I think Zach just hung up on us. All right, that was. Fun. That guy just said you hated baseball. I mean, that is absurd to not know. I mean, I we I thank you for listening, but I, like the fact that you that his argument was that I hate baseball. I think is, he might have loses com- all credibility. I think he might have combined us. I guess because I'm the guy who loathes lots of sports and wants to change things. So I think he got both of us sort of combined. No, I think he nailed it. Oh, well, it's good stuff. Doogie's got some inside info on local sports. Our phones are jammed and blowing up. We'll get back to this later. Mackie and Judd now continue. This is what it's all about, gentlemen. It's what we train for. On 1500 ESPN. All right, here's Doogie. Let's uh, instead of getting Doogie's thoughts on this argument for the entire time, let's just move on to scoopage. All right, Doogie. It's your show, but I'll say this much. I am with <laughs> Judd. I agree That's with fine. Judd. That's fine. And I'm open-minded. 
But I don't like the idea of your example of if the Yankees are down. You don't want Droogie to live in a world where Mike Stanton or Giancarlo Stanton can bat in the seventh and the ninth yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, you would never want to see uh, you know more excitement at the end of a game. That'd be terrible. And I'll be I frank. Really I mean, I was raised by a National League baseball fan. I prefer the pitcher hitting. I don't like the oh, DH. There you go. Little knuckles for me there. Yeah. Huh? You guys yeah, are ridiculous. Go. Yeah, we got we got to see. Uh, All right, we got to see Kevin Correa batting a buck fifty. That's really exciting. All right, a lot of strategy, but you know what? Let me take exception with one thing you said. How old are you? Thirty-two. I mean, I know the answer. You said verbatim. This is a direct quote. Baseball has been my passion for thirty-two years. No bleeping way was baseball your passion when you were one and a half years old. Can I I'm show, sorry. I should show you a baby picture with me in a baseball uniform at like three months. No way. It wasn't like finger painting, then let me go, you know, hit some fungos or something like I that. I didn't like baseball till, till I was eight. Yeah. Took I mean, me if you while. say 25 or 26 years, I can buy it. Baseball's Doogie, not been your passion for 32 years. Doogie splitting, splitting hairs on right. when I became a baseball <laughs> fan. Hey, what... um. What are you hearing about the Vikings quarterback situation right now? It seems like nothing has really leaked out from the Vikings side about what they may or may not do. They could franchise Case today if they wanted to. They haven't yet. And they won't this week. Everything is on lockdown at Winter Park, soon to be Egan, but they're still at Winter Park for the next week or two. So, I mean, everybody wants to jump to conclusions. Everybody wants to be first, right? Everybody wants to have the scoop. My sense is... They have yet to come to any final determination. Maybe they franchise case. Maybe they don't. Those are things they are still discussing internally. Yeah. That also means that Kirk Cousins, this second, my sense is, is still very much on the table and in play. They have not come to the conclusion that they will not chase Kirk Cousins. That doesn't mean they will. I'm just telling you, those internal discussions are ongoing. And certainly next week at the Combine, we know Judd. Tampering happens all the time. Oh, yeah. Tampering will be run amok next week. I mean, my example is, I mean, the Vikings have tight end David Morgan. Yep. He's a priority sports client. Priority sports represents Kirk Cousins. Uh-huh. So you end up meeting on Morgan. Inevitably, the name Kirk Cousins comes up. Nobody will ever acknowledge this on the record, but it happens all the time. Do you get the impression uh, from, from your various sources throughout the league that the odds of the Vikings slapping the franchise tag on Keenum are uh, fairly small. I've heard it both ways. I've heard it. Yes, it's likely. I've heard some people I trust because this is second and third hand again. I mean, whether it's checking employee emails, I mean, everything I'm telling you internally at Winter Park, everything is on big time lockdown. So some of it's just using some logic. Who do you really trust? That might have secondhand information, even thirdhand information. So I'm just telling you, I've heard it both ways. You know, now going back a number of weeks, I said I thought they would. Mm-hmm. I am now wavering on that. Okay. To be determined. Mm-hmm. I know I'm in here to give you answers. I don't have that answer yet. Mm-hmm. If they do, we will find out on whether it's Monday, March 5th or Tuesday, March 6th. They are not doing it here this week or even next week. What would you do? Are you a are you a break the bank for Kirk Cousins guy or what would what would you, you trade lean for toward? Nick Foles, Doogie? I know. I, no, I, I would saw not your trade. Tweets no, yesterday. I would not trade for Nick Foles because I think Philadelphia will ask for a lot. So I would not go that route. I would probably use the transition tag on Case 
then you have the right of first refusal. You can match any offer, and it's not as healthy a number as the franchise tag. Then I would make every effort to re-sign Teddy Bridgewater. What would the, how much money would the transition tag be for Case Keenum? Does it does it depend on? It's not twenty three million. Collar would know better than me. Okay, it I, wouldn't. Be I don't that think it's set though. yet. I think the franchise and transition tag numbers. I don't think that they are out yet. Well, I believe franchise mistaken. is twenty three. It would be around that. Six. Yes, yes, that's true. Right in that vicinity. Don't have the transition number. Yeah. Um, okay. The Flip Saunders tribute last week was awesome. It mm-hmm. was cool to see some of those guys come back. The Troy Hudson's, uh, Cassell Sprewell, Chauncey Billups. Kevin Garnett's absence rubbed a lot of us the wrong way. And I know that there's probably fault on both sides, and KG still feels chapped. But at some point, if you get invited to a wedding and you're best buds with the with the groom, but there's another guy in the wedding party that you don't really get along with, do you not go to the wedding to support the you know your best friend? Like, it, it rubbed me the wrong way, too. So how was that taken in the organization? Are people talking about KG's absence? What, what are you hearing? Well, sure. I had a conversation with owner Glenn Taylor on the Scoop podcast a few days ago. It is the most recent Scoop podcast available. And now I brought it up. So it's not like he volunteered the information. It was a direct question. But yes, he expressed disappointment that KG wasn't here. Now, not just KG, Kevin McHale, some others. Now, he did say... They reached out to KG a number of times just to do something on video. Okay, we get it. TNT work duties, that's a convenient out. But it's not, because he could do his stuff The game was on TNT. He could have done it from here. Now, his comeback to that will be last weekend was TNT's biggest weekend of the season. Outside of, they televise either the Western Conference or Eastern Conference Finals. But All-Star Weekend in Los Angeles. That is a really big deal for TNT. KG is one of your headliners. But yeah, I mean, he could have done TNT stuff from Target Center. But I'm just telling you, his convenient out is I had work duties. But I can tell you, the Wolves reached out a number of times just to do something on video. We get it. You can't be here. He never got back to them, according to Taylor. Didn't you tell us that... that At least get back to them, right? Didn't didn't you tell us, though, Dukes, a few weeks or a month back that uh, that basically... uh, that KG has said until this team is sold and Glenn does not own this team, that he wants n- nothing to do with this team? Yes. So there well, you I mean, go. Paul Pierce is good buddy. Paul Pierce I mean, has KG, volunteered that information. KG strikes me as incredibly vindictive. I don't think this is going to change. I mean, I think I think when he agreed to come back here and he came back and it got off to such a great start and then, you know, Tragically flipped past, and and KG got strung along. I think that's it. I I don't think you're going to get him back in that building until Glenn is either passed away and or has sold this team. I would agree. KG is it's one sad, of those guys. But, you're either with him yeah. or against him. Once you are against him, there's pretty much no turning back. He's not diplomatic enough to be a great owner of a basketball team or the head of a front office. He's not empathetic enough. He doesn't like for him to hold grudges. His grudge against Glenn Taylor is stronger than his bond with Flip Saunders, is what he's saying. And that's, by not responding, that's absurd to me. And I think Glenn Taylor is one of the worst owners in the last 25 years of organized team professional sports. A great guy, but it's been a disaster for the Wolves mostly, outside of KG carrying the franchise. So I don't even think Glenn Taylor is a good owner of a basketball team, and I'm siding with him on this. Like, at some point, if you're KG, be an adult. I would agree. Now, here's the slippery slope. What exactly was Glenn made aware of? 
the verbal promises, verbal assurances Flip gave KG to waive his no-trade clause. Let's not forget, KG in Brooklyn had the no-trade clause. The Wolves moved Thaddeus Young to bring KG back. KG had to waive his no-trade clause. Mm -hmm. Flip made certain promises to KG, including, yes, I will bring you on board as a minority owner. Okay? I'm... Sure, Glenn was made aware of that. I would think Glenn was made aware of that, but I don't know. But you've know said that before you sure. don't know how much. Uh, what, where's the McHale thing at? For McHale not to come back to me is also a big deal. I mean, I know that those two, that Flip and Kevin were great, great friends, and then it, it certainly didn't end well when, when uh, Kevin mistakenly now clearly fired Flip. But where's that, that at? Because that's a grudge that seems to have gone on for a long time now. And, I mean, those two were tight as could be. They were. Now, my understanding is when Kevin tragically lost a child, that Flip and Debbie were there for the family. I don't know how much was done, but they okay. certainly reached out. I know Flip and Kevin had conversations around that time. Mm-hmm. I don't think it ever got back to the point of where their relationship once was but they had at least some sort of making-up session. But, yeah, I mean, where was Mikhail? You know, I mean, in many ways, KG's really taking weird. a little too much heat because yeah. Mikhail, and I Mikhail's mean, get... maybe some others, but I think those two would be at the top of the list. Yeah, that is really weird. All right, rapid-fire scoops. What else you got for us here? Final minute. The Twins had a conversation about Logan Morrison on Monday. Now, they're not to the point of making a contractual offer, but I still think they are kicking the tires on adding some sort of bat. You know, they've had ongoing discussions about Mike Napoli. Now, if you bring in Mike Napoli, that is a minor league deal. You are not giving Mike Napoli a major league contract, so you wouldn't have to create a 40-man spot. Logan Morrison is a major league contract. You know, there's some other guys. I mean, they kicked the tires earlier in the offseason on Matt Holliday, Lucas Duda. Hmm. So I'm just saying, I don't think anything is imminent, but they have not dismissed the possibility of bringing in a bat. Also, on adding another starter, there is nothing imminent. Oh, when does yeah? When do they go pick up Chris Archer? By the way, it looks like uh, they tried. Someone's re- Mark Topkin is reporting that this morning the Rays' top pitching prospect Brent Honeywell he's good. Cut short a live batting practice session and left with a trainer clearly upset. Mm. So he might be oh, hurt time now for Tommy too. John, huh? So yeah. Time to completely tank if you're Tampa. Yes, I think eventually they do move Archer. I don't think he's there for the next four years. But I'm telling you, you know, it got. Great play because Lavelle wrote the story in the Star Tribune. The Twins were trying to trade for Chris Archer going back to November. Maybe even before that. Just happened to pick up steam in the last couple weeks. But the Twins tried. I'm telling you, they put many prospects on the table. I don't know if it was, hey, pick four, pick three. You know, I told you Max Kepler was a name that, that interests Tampa. They were willing to move Max Kepler, I'm told. You know, it would take a lot more than Max, but the Twins were open to many possibilities. Tampa never showed a great willingness to say, okay, hmm. we will move Chris Archer. Can they get him for, if, if they don't trade Royce Lewis, Byron Buxton, or Jose Barrios, can they get Chris Archer, do you think? Maybe in a year. Maybe 18 months. I don't think they're getting him now. Okay. I don't. I think How it about takes July 31st? more than that. And by the way, Tampa, I mean, Miguel Sano's name was floated out there early in the winter. Tampa's got no interest. Yeah, that's they the look at him as as either a first baseman or a DH in two years. Yeah, well, so they don't feel is. like, hey, we're not giving up one of the ten to twelve best pitchers in the game 
for a guy that might be a DH in two years. Yeah. If you want uh, that full interview with Glenn Taylor and all kinds of other good stuff from Doogie and Longform, uh, the Scoop podcast is available anywhere you would download podcasts. You can also find it just on 1500ESPN.com and the new mobile app. Thank you, Doogie. Good stuff. You got it. Yeah, Mike, dudes. I'm with you. Mike, if you're still listening, I'm with you. Phil Great call. Baseball. You think I'm a moron, too, huh? It's good. <laughs> Bye, Dan. I can't wait till Pat catches wind of that segment. Dave, what's coming up next? We're going to get back into the Olympics, all that went on with the hockey and more. We've got, you know what? We've got the Patinos, senior and junior as well. Very exciting. And they're off. Mackie and Judd are back on 1500 ESPN. And stuff you should know about is sponsored by KFC. KFC's $5 fill-up is a real meal that always comes with a cookie and a drink, all for just 5 bucks. KFC, it's finger-licking good. And now, ladies and gentlemen, please rise. Men, remove your caps as we honor America. And the Twin Cities sports scene with the playing of Stuff You Should Know About. All right, Dave Harrigan, provide some common sense to a show that has just lacked it for an hour and a half. (laughs) It really has. Uh, Before I get into my stuff, I do want to read one line from an email we got just a few minutes ago from Alex. I think he perfectly encapsulates the argument as well as the show in the final sentence, which is addressed towards Phil. Your idea literally is one of the dumbest suggestions I've ever heard from anyone ever for making baseball better, which is saying something because I listened to Judd. A double insult. He gets you both in one sentence. Well done. Alex, you said? That's amazing. Yes. Nice work, so, Alex. think about this. So, first of all, it was Rich Eisen's the one that floated this, oh. and I was merely <laughs> defending Rich Eisen's. I, I, didn't, I can't stake claim to the invention of starting the ninth inning with your best hitters, but... I merely floated this on behalf of Rich Eisen and said, I would consider this, and and these are the reasons why. I didn't pound my fist and say, you'd be idiots if you didn't do this. But the reaction coming back was was that. (laughs) You are an absolute clown. It's it's 2018. Look at all these emails. And you are a clown. You're an idiot for even (laughs) The amount of emails that we got on this is incredible. I wish that I wish I was still having this debate with Pat Royce, where he would just like walk out of the studio. He would not have talked about this. If he it's if he ridiculous. saw this on the you show schedule, can't be he would say we're not we're not discussing it. And you and I are like, let's get an hour out of it. <laughs> we're not going to discuss it. Coming up next, the St. Thomas baseball coach. Okay, <laughs> he criticized us yesterday on the Chris Archer stuff. Let it go. Like, wait a second. In in favor of what? So we can talk about the wild right now. You know, grinding for an eight seed. Wild prospects. Much more exciting to speculate on. <laughs> Chris Archer. All right, go ahead. Let's go to Olympics. You want pucks or skis first? Let's start with skis. All right, Lindsey Vaughn. She was great in the downhill yesterday as part of the Super Combined. She led by, well, it was like 0.7 seconds. Some she was crushing. Yeah, the slalom part of it, however, did not go her way. She was out in about 10 or so seconds when she missed a gate and playfully screamed at the bottom of the hill that, yay, she never gets to do slalom again, which is awesome for her. She was very happy about that, but then got serious at the bottom. I mean, I'm... <laughs> Yeah, I'm really sad. You know, I like I said yesterday, I love I love what I do and I don't want to stop doing it, but man, I really hurt. And um, I'm going to try to break the World Cup win record next year and hopefully I can do that. And then, you know, maybe it's just time to move on. And I've conquered the slopes and now it's time to conquer something else. Is she like having, the honesty? Is she I really hurt? Is she having second <laughs> thoughts? 
In those, in those comments, did I hear some second thoughts about retiring? Or uh... I think she's always left the you okay. know, leave the door open just right. a sliver because yeah. you never know. Well, I think I, I think it's sort of like when you're toward the end of your football career and you hate everything except for the games. That's probably what it is. I'm sure she loves it's the Olympics and, I, and I'm standing at the top of this mountain. But then th- like Michael Phelps is a great example. The training, like that dude is swimming for 10 hours a day for for two years leading up to the Olympics. Probably loves the actual rush of swimming in the Olympics. But thinking about getting out of bed at 5 in the morning to swim a million laps is unappealing. And I think it's probably (laughs) sad for Lindsey Vaughn. Let's talk hockey. USA women win the gold 3-2 in the shootout over Canada. The whole world was watching. Includes, including our favorite Olympic watcher, Leslie Jones. And, oh, my gosh, the <laughs> amount of tweets she sent out were ridiculous throughout the entire game. But let's save it for the end. No, she ain't going to score because that's the best goatee in America. And... <laughs> we won, you guys! <laughs> we did! Yo, y'all played a good game. I'm sorry, but not today. Not today. <laughs> Go. Slay all day. USA. Slay all day. <laughs> USA. Has some words for the USA goaltender. Yo, the goatee did her thing, right? She gonna be sore as for like five days, but that's okay. She's going to be smiling all five of them days. And how about that shootout? Yo, I got a question, yo, about the shootout. Okay, them little fancy moves that they was doing, how come the men's hockey team didn't do that the other day when they had the shootout? Could they not do it? I mean, like, do are we more lenient or something? I don't know. I'm trying to understand because them seem like some moves that they should have did. Okay, am I talking shit? Is that a burn? Is that a burn? Well, I'm just saying that, you know. The women's hockey team just won't go. Yeah, I'm sad. <laughs> I think she brings up some good points there. Don't you guys? Of course she does. Those are some very good points. Do you notice Canadian defenseman Jocelyn LaRock in the medal ceremony? No, I don't think so. I did not see that portion of the uh, She's a uh, former UMD Bulldog as well. She was uh, given the silver medal, put around her neck, and she immediately... Ripped it right back off and just held it in her hand. She was very unhappy at being given that silver medal. Yep. Heartbroken. We go to the story. After leaving the ice heartbroken and struggling to answer post-game questions for reporters, LaRock had almost made it to the dressing room when an official from hockey's governing body pulled her aside and gave her a talking to. Few people witnessed it, but there was LaRock, tears welling up in her eyes, holding her unwanted silver medal, being told by a man in a suit about the legal reasons why she can't refuse to wear it. They forced her to put the medal back on. Interesting. Really? Yes. What are the legal reasons? Like, for what? What what does that mean? I don't know, but... Wait, uh, and she... Yeah, I... That... I'm not... I'm not completely buying this one. Also, like I can see, this is where I'm gonna I'm gonna blame the athlete here. If you're if it's the the basketball scandal where they ran that out of bounds play four times until the U.S. lost, right? 
uh, the Doug Collins team from, was it the mid-70s, 76 or something? 72. 72 Olympics, yeah. So if you feel like you got absolutely jobbed and it was a just a scam job, I can see why they would refuse their silver medals and those are still locked up in a vault here you know, 40 plus years later. But if you just got beat, like there weren't any controversial calls or anything that would, nothing egregious, right? They just got I, beat. No. So put your, sil- put your silver medal on. You got beat. I, I guess in, in the World Junior Championships, which were played in Buffalo this year, uh, I guess I think it was a Team Sweden kid actually took his, I think it was a silver, skated towards the crowd, and tossed it to a guy. Wow. (laughs) I don't want it. Did you guys see the biggest Olympic announcement on NBC? Hmm. I don't think the I did. The biggest Olympic announcement was as follows. Along with Johnny Weir and Tara Lipinski, I'm Terry Gannon. We have some exciting news for you. We We're hosting the, the closing, closing ceremony. ceremony. Oh, Woo! my. It's such an honor. And a privilege. See you at the party. Oh. I mean, you got to tune in now, right? I might I mean, be tempted. I would. Uh, I think there should just be Johnny, Tara. Now, Johnny and Tara were also at, I believe, the Kentucky Derby. So they do oh, dust them off for different things, right? Yep. I'd love to expand that brand, the three of them, and Terry included, because he's kind of the you know play-by-play. <laughs> I was going to say straight man, but not in that way. Like, you know... <laughs> You know what I'm saying, right? He's the straight man. I, do, I know what you're yeah, saying. But not the straight man. I, I, I know what you're saying. I'm yeah. Are you saying getting get rid Sunday of Alan Night Football Chris is what Sunday I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> in fact, uh, what would that sound like? Actually, it'd be kind of. I'm just so excited to be here. It's Tom Brady and his pants. Those jerseys are so ugly. Don't be ASF that. <laughs> little far that was phil's bit uh, <laughs> oh, i'm sorry i'm sorry to, i'm sorry to step on it you're having such a good show i think i'm having an amazing show and you guys are just close-minded to change in you baseball hate, you you're perpetuating ba- you baseball's baseball, problem yeah. richard patino watched his team win on senior night but i don't care about that i want to talk about rick patino the elder was in midtown manhattan yesterday at a law firm holding a press conference to talk about the penalties being thrown at the Louisville Cardinals, even though he's no longer affiliated with the program, he's still got a lot invested, don't you, Rick? Oh, and he never did anything wrong, ever. A recent derogatory article by a writer from ESPN wanted the facts, and I totally agree. I've told my team for the last 40 years the same statement about 10 to 15 times a year. Guys, tell the truth, and anything you've done wrong, will be the problems will become part of your past lie and they will all become part of your future my heart breaks for an unbelievable fan base and university this should not happen this is unjust and certainly we 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 own up to the responsibilities that we all have and if i hired the wrong people at times i take full ownership and responsibility for everyone i've hired i've hired some awfully great ones and i've mentioned quite a few of them today i feel awful for what has happened I've run a clean program all my life. And then he added, have you heard about my brother-in-law? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we got that beautiful dorm on the campus, and how how dare you besmirch his name? Like, could you imagine if no. you didn't? If you like, if your goal is to make sure that everyone's running a clean program, and then when you find out that someone isn't, if you didn't punish them to the fullest extent so, of... Ta- like, what would be the incentive? If they didn't take away that national championship and they didn't add sanctions, then wouldn't you just keep doing what you're doing, right? Like, so they have to take it away. If I've got this straight, he's taking full responsibility for hiring the wrong people because they're the ones that truly screwed up. 
Hey, he ran a clean program. Yeah, no knowledge was, whatsoever. He was doing a fantastic job, and everyone he hired screwed him. It's also kind of funny, too, that like they still won that championship. The Gophers still went to the Final Four. No, they didn't. When? We just have to hide no. the banners what are you talking and about? take them off the Wikipedia page. Didn't happen. Those banners are in a basement somewhere. <gasps> or worse, burned. Uh, programming note, by the way, John Benton in studio. John Benton Ooh. in studio in about two hours or so from now. He was part of the 2010 U.S. Men's Olympic curling team and did NBC color commentary for the 2014 games, and he's a big part of the Four Seasons Curling Club in Blaine and is still very much involved in USA curling and competing. So he'll join us to talk about not only what happened this morning with the U.S. going further than they've ever gone before, but with, can they win the gold on Saturday? We're all in on curling and changing baseball. <laughs> yeah, changing baseball immediately. <laughs> Drastic change. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. May I present a pair of fellow sophisticates. Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. The brand new 1500 ESPN app is here. Stream live shows, download podcasts, read the latest Sportswire articles, and more. It's all in one place. If you need another reason to download it, how about this? We're spending the next month giving away a $50 Red Cow Red Rabbit gift card every day and a 55-inch TCL Roku TV every week. But you have to have the app to enter. Download the new 1500 ESPN app in the Apple App Store and Google Play Store now. And this portion of Judd and the Millennial Dunce is sponsored by Robert W. Baird and Company. See, this is what's wrong with our country. <laughs> I pose a potential solution to baseball's problems without calling anyone an idiot until you guys all... I never called you an idiot. Put javelins through my chest. I'm a classy guy. You I did call not call names. you. Dave did. I did we not call it's you. It's sports and politics. We can't just have conversations and debates without someone being called an idiot. Well, just because you're wrong and I w- wish you'd ski off a cliff today doesn't mean that I hate <laughs> yeah, you completely. I mean, you called us close-minded. We call you an idiot. What's the difference? <laughs> I'm above that. We're just saying. I did not use names. Did not use names. Man, I just I'm going like to have to review the tape on that. I don't know. I don't think I did. I don't think I did. Now, now the caller did. And then, and then the caller said that Phil hated baseball, which was really intriguing. Like, I you think can't, he's right. I didn't see you, that one coming. I, I feel like, if, so Mike was, the caller was Mike, and Mike was uh, was aggressive, and Mike was had strong opinions, and then wiped away all of his credibility when he said, you just hate baseball. I That's think, the thing. I, I love baseball. I think you hate a lot of things about current baseball. I think mm-hmm. you love the idea of baseball, but currently, <laughs> as baseball is right now, it drives you nuts more than you love it. I love baseball more than most things in my life. You know what but I think? I think baseball needs to be tweaked in order to cater to a wider audience and a younger audience to keep it popular for the rest of my life. I think we've gone through a two-week span here of where I've heard a lot of people call this show and basically, without saying it, defend Ed. Because they're telling yeah, Phil, don't Ed you strong. try and fool me. Don't you try and stop me. I think it's Ed Strong. I think since the Ed call, what we have is vigilante callers trying to defend Ed. Vigilante callers. And they're, ti- and they're tired of your games on the phone. And so they're telling you, don't you try and trick me. <laughs> Ed, you're on Mackie oh and Judd. Yeah, I called in a couple months ago was concerned about the Gopher basketball program. A couple questions. Yeah. When they got Patino, I thought they were going to recruit Minnesota guys. They still don't get the Minnesota players. Ed, they, Ed, know. Ed, they just, Ed, you got to bring facts when you call. I'm sorry, <laughs> but they just landed for next year three of the top five in-state recruits. Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't understand. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Ed Strong. Ed, this one's for you. Uh, I have a complaint 
predictably tweets into the show with a complaint. He actually tweets this at Paul Allen. Paul, what? Paul Paul Allen should thank 1500 ESPN for having Phil Mackey on the air opposite his show. <laughs> Is it time for a change? Is it time for another change? Could this be the hat trick? Now, I'm confused. It's time for Harrigan and John. Is that because he thinks Phil's an idiot? Or because oh. we know that Phil, when he sings uh, parody songs, that they just get stolen by Paul Allen's show? Wow. Oh. Wow. I think he was being with the idiot angle. But... Okay. Because, I mean, by the, the way, Mike and Mike. happened. Mike and Mike. Uh, Golik and Wingo this morning not only debuted a prop bets segment over unders. Oh, my. They also referred to reckless speculation within that segment. 6.53 a.m. Yes. I was monitoring. So you're saying we know exactly what they were doing when they were here Super Bowl week. Yes. Yeah. I think scouting the number two mid-morning sports talk show in the Twin Cities is pretty clearly what they were doing. And they still had the gall to send two Golics to be on our show when they're stealing from our show? Yeah, that's the last time. Oof. That's the last time we give them that platform to promote their agendas. Um, you know, Judd brought up some more reckless Vikings quarterback speculation yesterday that kind of took off. And uh, I think we should go back to it for a few minutes here. So warning, if you hate when we talk about the most beloved team and the most important influential position on the most beloved team, we are going to do that when we come back. Also, we'll check in with uh, Matthew Collar later, Derek Wetmore in Fort Myers.